Hey there. I hope you're well. In these unprecedented times, how are you managing in this new normal? We all need to stay agile so we can pivot, right? I thought I'd open my kimono and share something with you. I'm literally barely keeping my head above water. Wait! Don't press stop. You are in the right place. I know that opening was... No, 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 no. Have you ever heard me talk like that? We're here today to talk about jargon. Jargon, including words and phrases like unprecedented times, agile, pivot, literally, keeping my head above water, and open my kimono. Come on, you know I am not sexist or racist, right? Well, duh. Let's do this. Let's talk about talk. Greetings and welcome to Talk About Talk. I'm your communication coach, Dr. Andrea Wojnicki. Please call me Andrea. Whether you're an ambitious executive looking to catapult your career by improving your communication skills, or you have a growth mindset, perhaps you're always looking to learn, or maybe both. Well, you're in the right place. At Talk About Talk, we focus on communication skills topics like imposter syndrome, body language, and personal branding. This is the critically important stuff that they don't teach you in school. It's also the stuff that becomes increasingly important as you advance in your career. And if you check out the talkabouttalk.com website, you'll find online corporate training, one-on-one coaching with me, online courses, the archive of this bi-weekly podcast, and the free weekly communication skills newsletter. I really hope you'll go there now and sign up for the free weekly newsletter, but you can choose whatever works for you. Welcome to Talk About Talk, episode number 85. In this episode, we're focusing on our words. Of course, words matter. Words can inspire, they can direct, they can reveal. They can also distract and annoy. And frankly, I have to say, there's so many places I could have gone here. In future episodes, we'll cover other word-related topics like our vocabulary in sensitive contexts, being PC or politically correct, violent language, profanity, crutch words, and more. But today, in this episode, we're focusing on jargon. Whether you're writing an important email, chatting informally in a meeting, or maybe you're giving a formal presentation, it's worth your time and attention to think about your words, including jargon. So in this episode, I'm first going to define three different types of jargon, and then I'm going to talk about why we use jargon, and then we're going to get to the good stuff, the prescriptive stuff. How can we optimize our communication effectiveness in terms of jargon? Mostly by avoiding it, yes, but not always, as you'll learn. Are you ready? Let's get into this. As always, you don't need to take notes because I do that for you. I'll summarize everything for you at the end of this episode. And you can always access the printable episode show notes on the talkabouttalk.com website. So just keep doing whatever you're doing, driving or walking or housework or whatever. And as I said recently, if you're just chilling out on the couch, that's great too. So, I bet you have an idea of what jargon is. You may have even read an article or two about how we should avoid jargon. Or maybe you've been in a situation when someone was using jargon and they got called out for it. Or maybe you've been called out for it. 
Whatever comes to mind for you, I encourage you to think about three different types of jargon. One, buzzwords. Two, specialist or corporate jargon. And three, big words. Let me elaborate and give you some examples. Okay, first, buzzwords. These are the popular words or phrases that end up being used so much that they become meaningless. Some buzzwords have been used for years or even decades. I think of words like leverage or the phrase thinking outside the box here. Some buzzwords are trendy, like the words I used in the opening of this episode. I also found a Fortune article that lists many of these annoying trendy buzzwords. And I'm not going to read you the whole list, but get ready to cringe. Here are 12 trendy words or phrases that easily qualify as buzzwords. Hope you're well. Mainstream media. Influencer. Woke. Curate. Agile. Trying times. Now more than ever. New normal. Nice to e-meet you. We remain cautious. And get ready for it. We're all in this together. I have to add one more. You're either going to cringe or you're going to laugh. Can you guess what it is? It's pivot. My goodness, if I had a quarter for every time someone said pivot over the last 18 months, I could quit my job. Not that I'd ever want to do that. But come on, people. Stop pivoting. You're just circling and driving me crazy. So that's the first type of jargon, buzzwords. The second type of jargon is specialist or corporate jargon. These are the words that are relevant only in a specific context. A typical example of this is the words, phrases, or acronyms that you use at work for industry-specific or firm-specific departments, technologies, competencies, titles, or whatever. Here's an example of a corporate jargon-filled sentence from my days when I used to work in brand management at Kraft Foods. Are you ready? When I used to work at KGFC, managers with P&L responsibility would get their APMs and PAs to update SNCs for quarterly revised forecasts. So that is the second type of jargon. We've got buzzwords and we've got specialist or corporate jargon. What's the third and last type of jargon? I call these big words. Oh yeah. These are the unnecessarily long prefix and suffix infused words. Do you know what I'm talking about here? These are the pompous, superfluous words that are completely unnecessary. My pet peeve here is the word utilize, as in we plan to utilize our resources for whatever. I always think in my head, do you mean use? You want to use your resources? Why'd you add those two extra syllables there? Giant, beautiful, massive, the biggest. So I call these big words. And I put big in quotes. If you could see me right now, I'm using air quotes when I'm saying big words. I'm being facetious because it's these big words that take away from the power of the message. There's a fantastic quote about these big words from advertising guru David Ogilvy. Do you know who David Ogilvy is? He was the founder of the ad agency Ogilvy & Mather, or O&M. He's also known as the father of advertising. And he was famous for precision with his words. Way back in 1982, he wrote an internal memo to O&M employees where he said, quote, never use jargon words like reconceptualize, demassification, 
attitudinally or judgmentally. They are hallmarks of a pretentious ass. Excellent. We don't want to sound like a pretentious ass, do we? So why do we use jargon? Whether it's buzzwords, corporate jargon, or these big words, why do we say these things? There's got to be a reason. Actually, there are several valid reasons. I can think of at least four. We use jargon to signal belonging, to signal expertise, to hide something, or simply because it's a bad habit. So let me take you through these quickly. First, belonging. Sometimes we use jargon to signal that we belong to a certain group. A great example here is teenagers who are constantly adopting new vocabulary, teen jargon, if you will, that signals they're belonging to a certain generation. Or we might think of it as signaling their distance from the rest of us, right? Employees in an organization can do the same thing. Or think about industry conferences. Let's say it's a mining conference or a capital markets conference or, say, a digital marketing conference. The conversations and the presentations would be filled with industry-specific jargon. And this jargon serves several purposes, including the fact that it signals that you belong with this group. It also signals expertise, which is the second reason we use jargon. Do you remember that jargon-filled sentence that I shared with you from my days working in brand management at Kraft? I said, at KGFC, managers with P&L responsibility would get their APMs and their PAs to update SNCs for quarterly revised forecasts. Let's be clear here. New employees at Kraft wouldn't have any clue what an SNC is. By the way, SNC is shipment and consumption. It was a spreadsheet that we used for forecasting what we needed to ship from our warehouse by week in order to meet demand or consumption. So S and C. Anyway, just by using the term, seasoned employees were also implicitly communicating their expertise. And let me just say this. All else equal, signaling that you belong and signaling your expertise is not a bad thing. Of course not. But there is a downside to jargon. For example, sometimes an individual or an institution may be accused of using jargon to hide something. Two examples that come to mind for me here are in contracts and with politicians. Think about those contracts that you're being asked to sign. All the jargon there. The privacy disclaimers. The lawyers might say it's necessary detail, but many of us wonder whether they're trying to hide something. And the truth is, sometimes they are. Then there's the politicians. It's almost comical when you hear a politician answering a question from a journalist or in a debate. The jargon comes out in full force with phrases like, let me be very clear, or tackling the real issues, or lots of work to be done. They're filling the airtime, but they're really not saying anything. And if we're paying attention, we wonder, what are they hiding? Perhaps it's the fact that they don't want to say anything too specific for fear of being held accountable. So that's the third reason that people and institutions use jargon. It's to hide something. The fourth and last reason we use jargon is that we're being lazy. It's unfortunate, but we also use jargon simply because it's a bad habit. Sometimes our jargon can become a crutch word, a word or a phrase that we use almost by default to fill the silence. It's like a security blanket. By the way, if you ever hear me using jargon or lazy crutch words, please email me and tell me. Generally, we want to avoid jargon, 
as I said, using jargon to signal expertise or belonging isn't always a bad thing, but it can be. And certainly, jargon that hides something or that's lazy is not a good thing. You could say that jargon can impede the clarity of our communication. How so? Well, sometimes the jargon is just wrong. Like, take the word literally. This is a popular buzzword, right? It's a trendy buzzword that's become synonymous with really or truly. I literally love this. Literally? Really? Like in English class? I don't think so. You mean truly. You truly love this. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, jargon can be wrong. Why else should we avoid jargon? Well, it can affect our credibility. Like when people perceive that we're hiding something. You know, politician talk. Not a good thing. Jargon can also be distracting. Suddenly people are focusing on your jargon instead of your message. Jargon can also be alienating. Perhaps your intention was to signal your expertise or the fact that you belong. But unfortunately, for some people, these signals can be alienating. So, jargon can be wrong, it can detract from our credibility, it can be distracting, and it can be alienating. What else? It can be annoying! Have you ever been in a meeting when someone uses jargon way too much and you feel like yelling, stop, plain language, please? So yes, jargon can also be annoying. The question is, how can you avoid it? I have a few suggestions. First, if you're writing a speech or an important newsletter or whatever it is, consider your audience. This is important advice in general for effective communication. Consider your audience. But when you're considering your audience, think specifically about whether your jargon is appropriate, and if so, what kind of jargon you might use. Be strategic with your use of jargon, and definitely limit it. The second thing I suggest you do is ask people. Ask a family member. Do I use any annoying jargon? You might also ask a work colleague. Make sure they know you really want to know, because you're trying to clarify your communication. You can probably guess the next way that I'm going to recommend that you avoid jargon. It is definitely the toughest to do, but 100%, it is the most effective. Record yourself. Recording yourself and listening is absolutely the fastest way to make a change here. I promise you that. As a podcaster, I can say I promise recording yourself and listening to yourself works. By the way, again, all this advice will serve to help you clean up your jargon. But generally, I promise, I promise, taking a step back and focusing on what you're saying, asking other people for input and recording yourself, these tactics will definitely help you become a more effective communicator. Okay, that's it. The summary for this episode is simple. It's pretty clear. Our use of jargon serves many purposes. Some bad, but some good. It can signal our expertise and the fact that we belong. With the right people, this can be a good thing. But with some people, these signals can be alienating, distracting, or annoying. So the advice here is to be conscious, to think about our language, our words, and especially of our jargon. Do you remember the three kinds of jargon? There's buzzwords, corporate jargon, and big words. So ask a family member and a colleague if you use jargon whether you have the habit of using any particular buzzwords. And remember, 
Jargon is both in written and verbal communication. And then try to avoid those words. And I'm going to say this again. If you ever catch me using jargon, please email me and let me know, okay? You could also fill out the contact form on the talkabouttalk.com website and I'll get the message directly. While you're on the website, I really hope you'll sign up for the Talk About Talk newsletter. This is your chance to get free communication skills coaching from me every week in a simple to digest email. Just go to talkabouttalk.com to sign up or email me directly and I'll add you to the list. You can email me anytime at andrea at talkabouttalk.com. I'd love to talk. Thanks for listening and talk soon. Talk soon.